are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And here we are. We are back. Um, nothing happened to us, but we, we did say... In I, I I wasn't drinking. Okay, we're good. No. So we had said that we were gonna miss a week, and we missed a week. And I gotta tell you, it feels a little weird. Um, like when we brought the show back, a deal that we said we're like, look, if there is a week we legitimately can't do it, we're just not gonna do the show. We're not going to try to stay up all night in the middle of the week when we're trying to go to work in the morning and do an extra episode to queue it up. We're just going to not do it. I'm going to tell you it felt weird. Like, mm. I was I, I was sitting there last Friday getting completely schlitzed, mind you. And <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, man, I'm supposed to be on my show. It's just, it was weird. I, I mean, I eventually got so drunk I didn't know what a show was. But I kept forgetting that we weren't doing the show. Like, I literally just kept forgetting. I, I mean... I, I, it was weird. It was weird. But, all right. Before we, before we get started, like with, with, with what, I, to me, let, we're not going to, we're going to try to pretend we have a topic, which we, we have no idea what we're going to talk about tonight. We'll, we'll figure something out as we go along. So, last week I said I had to go, I had a work thing, and I'm, I'm not going to get into too many specifics because clearly I don't want to talk about my actual job or whatever. But, last week, I was in Vegas for like, I don't know, whatever. Way too many days. Dude, Vegas sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Vegas like straight up sucks. It is, um, it's just so fake. You know, it's it's like everything is this fake glamour. It's, it's just, it's stupid. But I was there. I said I really wasn't going to have a lot of free time. That is true. I did, however, um, I did some drinking. Um, I have to tell you, first of all, uh, it is really funny to me that you can be in a casino and just stand at a bar without moving. Just don't move. Just walk up to a bar, get a beer, a cheap beer at that. Well, you know, for Vegas. Get a beer, like a typical, like get a Miller and stand at the bar and count how many hoas come up to you and try to say, hey, why don't you, like, just straight up, like, hey, how are you? Why don't we? It's like, all right, that's a little weird. I will not, like, I actually made a note of all the things that were said to me by, like, like, I don't know, is that a pickup line? How, what would you call that? Is that a pickup line? Like, I've used worse pickup lines in my, I'm like, I've used pickup lines that were, the cheesiest one that I ever used weren't half as bad as these. I don't know. If, I don't know if you'd call them pickup lines or, I don't know. But whatever. The stuff that was said to me was hilarious. I will not repeat them. Um, <laughs> I could probably say one of them. Um, <laughs> whatever. Hey, folks. Uh, if you're expecting tonight to be completely PG, we're gonna dip around the PG thirteen tonight for sure. So th th this one was just like, hey, why don't you come on up to my room? And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna drink my. I'm just gonna sit here and. Hey, you know, nice. To, I'm just gonna sit here and drink my beer. Swear to God, she looks at me and goes, 
look, if you're afraid you can't get it up, I promise you I can help. I was like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> what? Why? What? Who says that? Like, come on. And, oh, and, and you looked at her and you're like, <laughs> little girl. <laughs> I, I, I looked. I, I swear to God, I looked right at her and I'm like, trouble, it's up now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been up since 6 a.m. I can't get him to go since, back to bed. <laughs> it's been up since yesterday. What can I say? It's an insomnia. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. So, no, I swear to God, like, that was, that was kind of funny. Um, and, well, and I did, I did, by the way, uh, I went to the, um, it was at a different place, but I went to the, the Beatles Cirque du Soleil, which I, all joking aside, was actually really cool. I am not a Beatles fan. I don't hate the Beatles. Really can't stand John Lennon's voice, but I, I, I don't hate the Beatles. They wrote a lot of music I, I, I like. I always say I like the Beatles more so than I like the sound of it. You know what I mean? Like, I like a lot of those songs. I prefer hearing other people play them. Um, the weird part is, dude, there's no Ringo songs in it. There's a George Harrison song. I mean, Wild My Guitar Gently Weeps is Harrison. But there's no Ringo song. It's very weird. Um, and I was sitting there during the show, and I, t- I told my friend, I was like, there's no Ringo songs in here. Like, you, you would think there would be, but there weren't. Um, I guess Ringo didn't want anything to do with the show or something like that. I don't know. Don't quote me. Not a Beatles fan. Um, but I had a lot of fun. It was serious. It was a great show. I, w- I would recommend it to anyone. I mean, if you despise the Beatles, I guess you might want to go. But if you can even tolerate their music, I mean, it's a, it was a fantastic show. Um, so anyway, yeah, you know, I did my did my thing in in, in Vegas and, and had some fun. And okay, so the the two best stories that I have, the first one is just kind of like the first story is a this what this is just anybody who's ever ve- ever been to Vegas will tell you this is just what happens there. And then the second story is a it would only happen to me story. <laughs> oh, and by the way. Rex has not heard these stories, or at least he certainly hasn't heard the second one. So we'll, we'll explain. So the one that, after I go see the Beatles show, I, I'm walking around um, a hotel, that big resort thing, whatever, and I'm tr- I'm literally trying to find a beverage, not an, not an alcoholic beverage. I literally want a beverage. I'm trying to find a Diet Coke or something. It's like midnight. I just want a Diet Coke, so I'm trying to find my way to like someplace that has it, and. Have you ever heard like did, okay I won't name the I won't mention the name of the company but have you ever seen in like I don't know if you if you know anything about Vegas but they have these places that serve these gigantic slushies filled with tons of liquor Remember they seen had one, these they had one and they had something similar to that in Texas I went there cuz I walked up and I was like oh hey man what is this and he looks at me and goes alcohol I was like well I can figure that out I was like why do you tell me he's like well you know, the red is rum, the orange is Everclear, and I was like, wait, it's Everclear? He's like, yeah, the orange is Everclear. I went, okay. So I was like, all right, I was considering, and this drunk dude comes up to me, and he's got one of the big, like, one, it, you know, like the two foot, like the really big ones, and, and um, he comes up, he's like, hey, I'm getting a refill. This place is awesome. And I was like, yeah, man, it looks pretty cool. He's like, you need one too. I'm buying. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to buy. I'm drunk and buying. I went. Okay. He's like, you got to get the big one. Okay. So some drunk dude. I even told him, I was like, dude, I really don't need you to buy this for me. He's like, I'll be too drunk to remember. Whatever, dude. So I ended up getting this gigantic slushy. And I, I told the guy, he's like, what flavor do you want? I was like, dude, I don't work here. Just whatever, whatever you think tastes good. It ended up being the the like the, the, the rum and Everclear one. Dude, I got to tell you, 
I've done some drinking in my life. Dude, I made it like five sips into that thing, and it was like, it was disgusting. Like, when I say there's too much liquor in this, that's just straight up nasty. Um, and, and probably, well, it was probably because it was the Everclear stuff, but you know what I mean? It just straight up tasted like you were drinking rubbing alcohol. Now, now when, we, when I was 20, when I was 20, I would have been like, I don't care how bad it is. I'm going to get drunk. But this was, I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. It was just, it was awful. So anyway, yeah, some drunk dude decided that I needed one of these, um, these, these big, uh, these big slushies. But all right, so here's my story that 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 Rex has never heard, and I probably shouldn't tell this on the show. Um, I've been think, actually, I've been, I, I'll be honest with you, I've been thinking about this all week. I was like, do I tell the story? Do I not tell the story? I'm kind of leaning toward not telling the story. <laughs> Maybe I should drink a bunch and then see if I want to tell the story later, because. Man, I, I, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to tease the thing. I, I'm literally kind of at odds with myself as to whether or not I tell the story. Um, let me do some drinking. The, the whole, the, the, I, I'm not trying to, this is not one of those, coming up next, we will tell the story. I, I think I still got to, I, I need to get a couple of drinks in me before I tell this story. Um, and if I don't, don't be mad at me because I'm, I'm still, I'm not entirely, in other words, I, I think I'm going to not tell the story. But if I get some liquor in me, I probably will. So maybe if we take a break. Um, we'll come back. Now I feel like, see, now I feel bad. <laughs> like, man, I feel horrible. Because I was going to, I was going to tell it and, um, oh, what the hell, I'll tell it. So anyway, so it's, it's like, you know, I have to do something for work. It's like eight o'clock in the morning. And, but I know that later on in the day I have to like, you know, I have to do, I, I have to, you know, do stuff and I know I have to dress up later in the afternoon. So I was like, all right, I go downstairs. It's eight o'clock. I'm going to get breakfast. And I'm like, dude, the last thing I'm going to do is put on, like, a shirt and tie before I eat breakfast because my dumbass is just going to spill cereal on it or something. So I was like, all right. So I just put on, like, you know, whatever, jeans and a polo shirt. It doesn't matter. I was, you know. So I go downstairs. I do the breakfast thing, have this little morning meeting. It's like 930. Now, I was going to go back up to my room to put on my – um. You know, like my, my like my shirt and tie, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my normal work clothes or my I'm gonna put on my nice stuff. But let, let's be fair, like I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna wear that the, the whole time. And not to mention, dude, I'm a fat guy and I sweat a lot. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> Just like I'm a sweater. What can I say? Um, and uh, so so, dude, I knew. So I was like, all right. So I'll eat breakfast. I will then go upstairs. I will take a shower. Then I'll put on the shirt and tie stuff. Then I'll go do my meeting. You know, that way it's fresh and I, you know, I'm not disgusting. So that's what I do. I go back to my room. It's like 9.30, 9.40, whatever, something like that. I was like, all right, cool. So I got my, you know, I got my shirt and my tie out. And, and so the, 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 it was really weird. So the room that I was staying in was really big. Um, there's a lot of buildup to the story, but I promise you it's worth it. So this room was really big and the bathroom was really, really weird where like, First of all, there was a t- there was a flat screen TV in the bathroom, which was a little weird. Secondly, like it, there's mirrors everywhere in this bathroom, like giant mirrors. Like when you're in the shower, the shower is a stand up shower, and it's glass all the way around you. Whatever direction you look, you're looking at yourself. It's really flipping weird. And wherever you stand in this bathroom, you see other. It, it's really weird. Like you can't look in any direction without seeing three other mirrors. Reflect. It's it's odd. But anyway, so the bathroom's a little weird. So anyway, so. You know, I'm like, awesome. Um, I take the, sh- I take a shower, get out of the shower, and I'm like, all right, cool. And um, but I, I know I got to like do some presentations and stuff that. So I, you know, I'm doing my normal routine. Like I'm trying to, you know, um, get, 
you know, I'm trying to wake up a little bit. So I got some music playing. You know, I'm listening to I, actually I think I was listening to Pantera, but something. I was listening to something heavy. Um, but dude, I'm in a hotel. I'm not gonna like blast it really loud. So I've got my, you know, I put on my earbuds. I'm saying I've got my earbuds in. I'm listening to music. I'm, I'm, you know, and um, now of course, you know, I've got long hair, and so I'm like, I, I, I got to dry my hair. Like I have to. Um, again, you make fun of me all you want to, but I have to like legitimately dry my hair because. My hair is long, and if I put a shirt, if I put like dress clothes on, I'm just gonna have like, you know what I mean, like the 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 long hair wet wet all down my back. So I'm like, all right, cool, man. So I'm got my earbuds in, music blaring, sitting there, and I'm just drying my damn hair. It's like a quarter to ten, whatever. Drying my damn hair, drying my damn hair. I don't know, man. I'm not used to staying at hotels where they clean the room every day. And that's when I found out around 10 o'clock in the morning, you should probably not have earbuds in if you're going to be standing naked in front of the uh, mirror. Because when the person who comes and cleans the room knocks, you don't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) And the the worst part is the way this room is set up, I've got the door to the bathroom open. But in the hallway, there's a gigantic stand-up mirror that faces into the bathroom and and reflects off of every every mirror. You know what I'm totally picturing? (laughs) That I'm not picturing you. I'm picturing that scene from Mallrats. Yeah! I swear to God, I do not. The scene in Die Hard 2 where the guy's doing like <laughs> doing all the martial arts in the room. Dude. I, oh. I mean, I, I you, was know, you, know, you know what the person walked ahead. into, right? The person well, walked I, into you looking in the mirror going, I'd F me. I'd well, definitely F me. At least she didn't. Wa- so hard. <laughs> at least she didn't. At least she didn't walk in ten minutes earlier when I was. <laughs> but uh, like, here, here's the worst part. Like, yep, that's me only- jerking off in the shower. <laughs> this would be the high <laughs> point of my day. day. <laughs> you know, not only, not only was I like, not only was I like flopping, you know, but like, not only, not only am I standing completely like, you know, um, armadillo out facing a mirror. I'm also like, you know. <laughs> drying my hair with a towel like and the worst part is like i and and after so um so i just hear this scream it's like what and i look up she's like i'm sorry and she runs out she's like put the sign up you know put the do not disturb sign up i'm like who uses that i'm not humping like you know who uses that thing so i am um you didn't I turn around and say what you see something you like <laughs> i got i no, actually, she was like, "Oh my god, that's frightening!" <laughs> um, but I was here, so yeah. So um, uh, now, see, the worst part is, I think some people would pay for this, but it, for me, it just happened to be like, okay, so lesson learned: if you're going to dry your hair naked, a don't do it where there's five different mirrors that reflect off of you. B hang something on the door, and C if you're not going to do those two things, don't have earbuds in, so when they knock, you hear it. Because that was a little, that's a little. And by the way, afterwards, I tested it. I stood, I like, I, I stood where the doorway was, dude. It didn't matter what direction you looked. And if she looked and was like, "Oh my god," and turned her, turned away, while she was turning away, she would have got more reflections. <laughs> there was, there was, oh there my was, god, it's everywhere. <laughs> I, I swear, to, I, I swear, I'm like, I, literally, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I would like to say you know she was impressed, but you know I know she works in Vegas and she's seen a lot, but come on, you know. Oh, I like, guarantee that was like pretty tame compared to this stuff. 
it was probably pretty tame, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm assuming she's not used to anything that huge. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, oh, my God. Like, is that is, it's literally hitting the floor and you're standing. I mean, you know, it was. Oh, come on. I'm Irish. I can't even lie about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I, I, the, here's the worst part was like I was the first room on the on, on the floor. And I got to think and I was like, oh, my God, wait. Was I the first room she cleaned? Like, did she have to start her day with that? <laughs> I was. Uh, can you just imagine? She's like, oh God, what a terror! You know, like I had to see that. What a day this is gonna be. I probably screwed that woman's entire month. You know what I mean? She probably, she probably <laughs> ended up in therapy over it. Um, and then, so, so anyway, so I was like, oh, so I like, I get dressed really quick, you know, and I, I, I go out in the hallway and I run and I, I come up there and I was like, I am really sorry. I, I'm fully dressed at this one. I was like, I am really, really sorry. I was like, I was totally not thinking anybody was going to, was going to, you know, clean my room at 940 in the morning. And, uh, and I was like, and I had earbuds in. She's like, no, no, it's okay. I looked at her. I'm like. I'm like, I'm sorry I had to dry my hair. And she's like, well, you do have nice hair. I'm like, okay. I walked away. I was like, God, I hope she means I hair my head. I was like, if she's commenting on my back hair, we have a problem. So anyway, <laughs> so that, that was, <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so, anyway, so anyway, that was my that was my story. Um, she wasn't like, by the way, what are you doing later? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the good news is I don't think the person who walked in on me is listening to this show. Well, really, realistically, actually, the one thing about this show that I love is if you ever have to ask yourself, I wonder if they're listening. The answer is no. Doesn't really matter who you're talking about, <laughs> because they're probably not listening to this show. Um, so yeah, um, uh, propositioned by who was one of which who thought I couldn't keep it up. Um, <laughs> Only in Vegas. Yeah, and like I said, assumed. Um, drunk guy decides that I need a giant drink that is so strong I can't even drink it. And I got walked in on totally flopping. I mean, I wasn't like you know using it at the time. I was driving my hair. I was drying my hair, but still, you know what I'm saying. It was uh, so anyway, that was my day. So that, that's Vegas. Um, enough about my pecker, um, which unlike Vinny's is not minuscule. Um, <laughs> but enough about that. Anyway, I, I had to. You know, I was really considering not telling that story because I didn't want it to sound like horrible. But really, come on, it's just funny. I mean, I'm aware that there was a complete accident. And that stuff happens every day. Um, doesn't make it any less funny when it does. <laughs> oh man! So anyway, so that, that's what happened to me. Um, that was my week. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if a damn thing has happened in the in the heavy metal world in the last two weeks. I swear, I had like ten things. I was like, oh, I want to talk about that. Oh, I want to talk about that. And then you know what I mean? Like I get walked in on when I'm drying my hair, and it just. Yeah, everything else. That's that. I then I'm like, well, that's what I want to talk about on the show. Anything else clearly had no importance. Um, I think I think the big thing is going on right now is all this talk about the damn Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and yeah. you know you know what kills me. Like I want to talk about it, but on the other hand, like I hate that I even bring it up. I'm sorry. In the world of things that clearly are completely full of crap and completely meaningless. Could we? Is there anything in the world of well, other than like Loudwire or Eddie Trunk? Is there really anything worse than the than the than the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like I'm serious. Like, is there a dumber entity in in music? Nope. In rock music. I, I really nope. don't think there is. I um. I, like like well okay so the big the big talk right now is that Iron Maiden and Soundgarden didn't get in. Actually, Soundgarden not getting in is okay. We, we Iron Maiden, you clearly knew they weren't going to get in. 
and they probably don't care. In fact, I'm willing to guarantee you they don't care. <laughs> um, uh, I just assume that Raids Against the Machine is going to, you know, sell tickets to it for a lot of money because, you know, they follow their own beliefs really well. I had to, man. Um, I, I can't, I can't, I just, I can't see Raids Against the Machine and not want to just, like, seriously criticize them. Like, I just want to. I don't want. I don't want to go down the road of politics. I, it has nothing to do with that. It's just, man, I, I swear to God, I can't stand that band. It, more than I don't like their music, I cannot stand that band. I, I, Tom Morello has a show on Sirius, and dude, it's it's literally it's he's the other Eddie Trunk. Like there are only two people on Sirius that I will reach across the car and immediately turn on a channel, just so I don't have to hear them ever speak again. And it's Tom Morello, um, and Eddie Trunk. I just I think they're the worst. They're the absolute. I, I don't even know who I hate more. It's, yeah. Anyway, um, I I don't know. Like, like I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, Rex. Like, like, for, do you do you have? Does who gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame matter to you at all? Not at all. It 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 mattered when I was like a teenager, and it was actually the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But now I'm just waiting for I'm waiting for Taylor Swift to be in there. I'm waiting for you know a whole bunch of these. I mean, look, I, I don't know. It generally now is just just like any other you know award show or or whatever. It's just who's who's popular. It's not who's a better band. Who's more influential? Well, you know. Yeah, but the thing is though. Yes, it it is a popularity contest. I get it. I totally get it's a popularity contest. But on the other hand, when it's a popularity contest, it's also kind of weird when the bands that are clearly huge don't get in over bands who aren't as huge. I'm, I'm uh, Rains Against the Machine is a is a pretty big band. Well, uh, but the, the the thing about they're, that they're, is they are they are certainly in no way more in, in no way are they bigger than Iron Maiden, um, and you can't be like well Iron Maiden's an old band yes yeah, so is Rains Against Machine when was their last single ninety seven yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> well not really like early two thousands but dude that band hasn't been relevant in twenty years either yeah Hell, I mean, Iron Maiden's still band. touring out Iron Iron Maiden is still touring and putting out new albums. But I mean, the last thing Rage Against Machine did. I mean, other than make bad music, I don't know. I mean, generally, I mean, generally speaking, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not. I don't know. Like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think they're hacks. I mean, the bottom line is they're they're they are not paying tribute to rock and roll. They are not, you know, an institution for preserving rock and roll. They are an institution who's there to. I don't know, cater to the industry or or it's not about fans. I mean, look, I, I get it. Rage Against Machine has their own following. And I will say, and I've said this to you, I personally am not a fan of the band. There's no denying they have their own unique sound. There's no denying that oh, of no, oh, one no, 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 no one sounds like Rage Against the Machine. No one. I, I Of course. No, and of, there's of course. no denying that, like, a lot of people like them. They have a very loyal fan will, base. They have a very... I will never deny their importance. I, yeah. I, I won't. I, I, I think they're terrible, but that's because I don't like them. And the only reason I just normally I would just say I don't like them. The reason I outwardly criticize them is because of the members of the band just being 
the most pretentious people ever. Yes. That's why I don't mind because I know I always say I really we don't like putting down bands more than busting balls, but no, I will blatantly say bad things about Rage Against Machine. I will blatantly say that. Well, my biggest I, my biggest thing I, about Rage Against Machine is you, you you get a guy who's you know, like I always said, like I could probably talk about music with Tom Morello all day long. As soon as he talked about anything but music, I would want to leave the conversation as fast as possible. Thing is, though, he went to Harvard. Like when you try to, he went to Harvard. Talk to him. He went to Harvard about music. He went to Harvard. He's just gonna. He went to Harvard. Mentioned he went to Harvard. Well, but that's like, and it, he's but one of those guys. Like it drives me nuts. It's got to that nothing. It's got nothing to do with politics. It's got nothing. And I don't to care do with, that he went to Harvard. No, no, I don't care that he mentions that he went to Harvard all the time. It's like it's he's very. I, he comes off to me as very self assured and very self important. Like he'll also be like, "Well, I took guitar lessons from Joe Satriani." Like great. Um, he also you, took guitar lessons from Michelangelo too. Yeah, you took guitar lessons from Joe Satriani and Michelangelo. I don't see it. I could go take guitar lessons from Joe Satriani and Michelangelo, pay them $20, sit there and listen to them talk to me and do nothing with it. Just because you took guitar lessons from somebody does not mean you actually have that person's skill imbued in your playing. Look, he's a very creative player. He 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 does a lot of stuff I mean, on the guitar that people generally don't do. Um, I, I can tell you my problem with his guitar playing. My problem with his guitar playing is that it sounds like garbage. I mean, and, I, and I'm sorry, I know that's my opinion, and I'm, I'm fine. I'm not denying his talent. I'm not denying his creativity. I'm saying, it sounds like crap. Dude, well, it's listen, it's, listen to the guitar solo of Killing in the Name of, and tell me, and look, it is the only guitar solo I've ever heard that actually sounds worse than Carrie King and War Ensemble. It's <laughs> actually worse than that. It sounds worse than Carrie King's tattoos and Kip Winger's chest hair set to music. That's how bad that guitar solo is. I don't care if it's creative. Thing is, though, you got to think about it. It's something we have to remember. Actually, this is a good point. Off of Rage Against Machine, but about this. What's Here's that? my question for you. At what point is unique enough? What I mean is, is unique necessarily always a positive? Like, just because you sound different than everybody else, does that necessarily mean that's a good thing? No. I mean, literally, I could go out there and, like, smack my fretboard with my wang, and I'd sound different than everybody else, but that doesn't mean I'm, you know, anybody wants to listen to it. I, because that, that's a weird one for me, too. Um, but no, I'm, and really, I even get why Rage Against Machine is so popular. Well, for, but the thing is, they—they, they, I will of say this: it isn't heavy. Their music is very heavy. Their music, like the groovy. rhythm section of their stuff, is very. Their heavy. music's very, very groovy. groovy. Their music is very, you know, it, they like. I'm not saying that they sound like crap. Like the, I understand no, why people like Rage Against like Machine. Crap. Like Rage Against Machine to me is one of those bands where. I understand why people like them. I just don't like them myself because it's just not my scene. I just don't like Tom Morello's guitar solos. I think they sound irritating to my ears. But no, I agree. The rest of it is just not my thing. Now, here's something like Killing in the Name of. I'm like, I get why this song's popular. You know, I use that as an example just because I hate the solo. But I remember when Bulls on Parade was on, on the radio and MTV nonstop. I mean, I remember that song being super popular. And I, dude, I totally get the appeal. Totally in the '90s, you know, it was 
it wasn't exactly rap, but it was close enough. <laughs> um, no, what I mean, it, it wasn't like hip hop, you know. Um, you know, it wasn't like a a rap metal thing, but you know, it was it was a, a bunch of stuff together. And dude, seriously, like rhythm section. I mean, Brad Wilk is a killer drummer. He did that last Black Sabbath record, the Black Sabbath 13. He's a killer drummer. Um, but no, I just, I, I just, I just find them all pretentious, and that's just me. But hey, you know, what, 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 what do I know? But so here, so here's my other question though about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You don't care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at all. Yeah, and I'm with you. No, not at all. Does it I, bother I mean, it, you? It's not. It's not going. It's care? not going to influence my opinion on a band at all. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, well, yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> Hey, why'd you buy that album? Because they're in the. It's like it's like I was like, oh, I, I got to see that movie. Why I want an Oscar? Oh yeah, that that means it's gonna be good, you know. Oh, that they want a Grammy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like how do you insult someone? Your mother and you want to? Yeah, yeah. Your mother's so fat she want a Grammy. Oh, dude, don't go there. Like don't go there. Like there's just some <laughs> things you don't say about somebody's mother. You know, call her a fat pile of lard, but don't say she want a Grammy. Like that's horrible. Um. But so, so here's my question, though. You don't care about the Rock and Hall of Fame. I don't care about the Rock and Hall of Fame. Does it bother you that you don't care? I mean, does it bother you that it's so stupid that you don't care? No. Like, like, do, do you want to be able to care? Like, no. okay, dude. Like, like, as a, as a, and I haven't watched WWE in a long time. But as someone who watched the WWE for off and on through my whole life, I mean, it was my favorite thing in the world. As I got older, it's kind of on and off. But I love watching. The WWE Hall of Fame inductions every year. It's one of the coolest things they do every year. I get really excited about watching it. You get great stories and all this cool stuff. And, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not that. <laughs> it is not that. Um, I mean, okay, the greatest thing ever, though, was Rush getting inducted. If you've never seen it, you got to watch it. Like, you have to watch Rush getting inducted. It's, I've seen it. Yeah, I know you have. It is pretty much the best thing ever. I didn't watch anything else, and I, I I don't I don't even know how much they cared, um, but yeah I don't it's weird I, I I would be curious how many people don't care but wish they did, meaning like you wish it wasn't completely bogus, like I, I mean dude I, I, giving a crap about who gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right now that's just stupid because dude it's bogus like it it means nothing. It's a bill. Come on, do you, do you want to know how you can tell that the Rockwell Hall of Fame is a pile of crap? It's in Cleveland. I'm pretty sure that spells it out for you. The building Cleveland is in Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. I mean, dude, they put it in Cleveland. Why? No one else would take it. Come on, dude. It's so bad. Oh man. Anyway, so like, yeah, that, I guess that's a big talk right now. Is you know, oh, Brands Against Machine, well, Iron Maiden got snubbed. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they care. <laughs> they're they're going to get, get back on Ed Force One and fly to another city that isn't Cleveland. And, um, <laughs> dude, I got to say this uh, real quick on Iron Maiden. I think the best thing ever was that the, the screenshot or the, 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 the picture of Iron Maiden's bar tab from a few years ago. Did you ever see that? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me find it. All right. Got a carrot. Um. Iron Maiden bar tab. Hold on. Let me find it. <clears throat> when Iron Maiden walked into Finnegan's Pub in Norway, 
They asked for 27 slippery nipples and 78 pints of Guinness, 13 Jack Daniel shots, 29 glasses of something else, and racked up $3,250 at a bar tab. That is awesome. Now, I don't know how many of the guys, I mean, it was a band and a crew, but just walk up and go, I'll take 78 pints of Guinness. (laughs) That's awesome. Not to mention, I don't remember who, but one of the guys in the band really liked slippery nipples and kept warning them. It's probably Nico because, you know, he's a drummer, and drummers are, as we know, all perverts. Um, let's see, who likes it? Well, one of the guys really likes it. Um, anyway, I wish I was that cool and I'm not. Um, but yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it's just, it's. The world, the world sometimes, well, I mean, we talk about this too, though, like, we don't want to be gatekeepers. I'm not a gatekeeper, at least I don't think I am most of the time. Or at least I try not to be. Sometimes you instinctively are, but you try really not to be. I know you try not to be a gatekeeper. But I do still have that love, you know? I do feel like I have... Like, I don't feel like metal is my, th- is like, it belongs to me, but I feel like I have a stake in its ownership. You know, like, like I feel like I've, I've bought in, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I, you know, I, I, I was initiated. I, you know, I joined. So I, at least to the point where, like, I feel like I have a vested interest in it. Not meaning no one else can have anything to do with it. I just feel like. You know, I have a vested interest in seeing it, seeing it handled, <laughs> seeing it cared for. Um, and I don't know, it's weird. Like, I don't, I, I th- there's half of me that doesn't even want to look. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to know who's in the Rockwell Hall of Fame. I don't want to know who gets in. I, I just, I don't know who, I don't want to know who's up. I don't want to know who they give it to. I don't want to know any of that crap. But there is a little part of me, not like Vinny size little, but there's a little part of me that wishes I could give a damn. <sighs> what I mean is I wish it, I, I, there's a little part of me that wishes it wasn't so stupid that I could give a damn. Because, dude, it's a rock wall. Like, that, that should be something we look forward to. It's like, dude, oh, did you hear that? They're getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I can't wait to see their induction. That's so cool, man. I'm a big fan of them. Like, you know, I it, it 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 drives me bonkers sometimes that it's so bad that I can't. Well, the Grammys are the same way. Yeah, I mean, there's part of me like, dude, wouldn't it be cool if, like, metal bands were given? Nope. Because it's stupid. All of it is stupid. I mean, I don't, I don't care about award shows anyway. I... I never understood the appeal of watching a bunch of people give themselves awards. Like, I think it's weird. I'm not into the Oscars. I'm not into any of that stuff. But I don't know. It all just bothers me. Um, But I will say this, though, completely off subject. There were some records. So we do not have picks of the week. I don't have a pick of the week because I frankly haven't had time. Um, But there were some records that came out this week that I – like, I straight up, my nuts are itching to listen to these ones. Like, I want to scratch it. I really want to listen to these ones. Um, there is a new Cradle of Filth, like, double live album that has a couple of new tracks on it. Did you listen to those? 
No, I haven't listened to them yet. Oh, dude, they're flipping killer. They are... Now, I don't know. I don't know if they're tracks that were left over from the last album. I don't know. But they're they're right up there with like the last like Kryptoriana and like the last two records like it's right there. They are awesome. I mean, it it, it almost kills me that that it's just two songs, because um, I I man I I loved the last two. Like I would say Kryptoriana to me. People can say what they want. Was there? I don't know. Was there um, their comeback record where? You know, I, th- I think most people would say their their first peak was at Midian. Um, whether or not it's their best album, I mean, it's just, it's whatever's your favorite, you know. But Midian was, you know, that that was kind of like wow, that was good. Um, and I liked a bunch of their records. Uh, Cryptoriana, though, when I heard that, I'm like, holy crap! This band has not been this good in a very long time. Um, I thought the last album was incredible, and so I have not listened to the live part of the record, but I have listened to the um, the two new tracks, and they're incredible. Um, have you listened to any of the new Metal Church yet? No, I haven't listened. This week, I, I really, truthfully, didn't have a whole heck of a lot of chance to listen to any new music. Most of the stuff I put on was things in my vinyl collection just because it... You know, when you're when you're in a long work day, sometimes it pays to have things that make you get up and get away from your computer every once in a while to like kind of refresh or reset your brain. Um, so I was listening to a lot of vinyl this week. I actually made it through God like 15 albums or something like that. Uh, you know, working a little late and stuff. So um, that's really all I've been listening to. My my new Enforcer album didn't get here yet. Um, I did not order the Cradle of Filth. I'm not as big of a fan as you are. I like them, but I'm not as big of a fan as you are. I might still. I haven't decided yet. Uh, and the Metal Church, I was going to listen to it before I ordered it because, you know, I like early Metal Church. Late, later Metal Church is like hit and, hit and miss for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Metal Church fan, so it's not... Um, it's no surprise, but I, I will throw this out, though. The... Um, the single that I heard, I don't know if there's two out now, but whatever the single was I heard from the new album was, I loved it. Their new vocalist is awesome. Does not sound like David Wayne, and he does not sound like Mike Howe, but he sounds like those types of singers. Like, he he has his own, he has his own flavor, I guess. I mean, Mike Howe and David Wayne were similar singers, and they didn't sound anything alike. I don't think their new singer, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. He probably has one. But he, he, well, I'll put it this way. He sounds like the guy that would sing for Metal Church. He doesn't sound like former Metal Church singers. He sounds like the guy that, you know, he sounds like a singer for Metal Church. I know that that's a weird way to put it, but he's pretty awesome. Um, I, I will tell you, I went back and revisited a couple of the new tracks I, I don't know when the album comes out. Probably soon. But I revisited the two singles, I believe, from the new Cattle Decapitation. I think I like them more than I did the first time. I felt when I heard the new Cattle Decapitation, again, not the record, just a couple of songs, that you know I was with you that I loved their last album. And 
it, it, the, the new album wasn't really doing much for me. Um, but I, I will tell you, I went back and I listened to the, the, the two songs again, and I did like them more. But, I mean, I think of the fact that I was not a fan of Cattle Decapitation, and then when I revisited them, I liked them a lot more. So it's very possible that's all I just needed to revisit them this time. Um, but so I did. I, I went back and I listened to those. I thought it made it, it made a big difference for me. I mean, and I'm not saying I'm going to love it, and I'm not going to. I don't know if I'm going to love the album. I, I I can't tell you like it became like I, I can't tell you I was like jonesing to hear it again. More so than I will say though. You know, a, a solid. This is really good. I, I don't know it, what Death Atlas was that the last one. I yes. I can't tell you that this one's gonna make me want to listen to it as much as, as Death Atlas did. But I'm I'm really I'm really pretty excited about the new the new Cattle Decapitation. I don't know when it's coming out. It's probably coming out very soon. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I uh, there is a new Burning Witches record. I listened to one track and it was heavy as hell. So I'm I'm absolutely going to listen to the new Burning Witches album between now and the next time we do the show. And there's a new Tigers of Pantang who, again, I don't even know how many members of the of the, of the original band are even in anymore. I'd be willing to bet it's probably like one. Um, hell, it might not even be one anymore. But the last couple of things that Tigers of Pantang have done, I thought were just killer. So again, I listened to one track, maybe two. Um, but it, it was just I, I threw it on because I wanted to hear something just to kind of get to frame what it might sound like. And then um, but I didn't listen to the whole record. What I heard from it. I liked it. That's just me. That's that. that's um, so have you so you, you, you've been listening like. All right. So take me take me down. Take me across your turntable. Oh. Anything cool you listen to lately? I mean, it doesn't have to be new. I'm just curious. Like, so what? Well, it's what actually a lot lately? of old stuff. So it's a lot of old stuff. Either has been in my to listen to pile for a long time, or it's new stuff that's been re-released. That's old, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, it's a mix here. I, first of all, I picked up. Um, whoo! Let me look at my pile here. Whoo! Uh, you're damn right. You know, you know, it's funny. My, a friend of mine uh, just tried to get Aerosmith tickets. And oh, he it's so funny you said that. Continue. And he was like, uh, he was like, "Hey, you still driving into Houston to get those Aerosmith tickets?" Who you damn right. Um, so Interestingly, I, though, I was just messaged before we started the show. A friend of mine said, "I need you to mention how Aerosmith is going on their farewell tour, and Ticketmaster once again bent us over and hammered us and jacked the prices way up to the dude." I heard they're insane. I heard tickets for this are insane for the Air yeah. Tour. A, fr a friend of mine was in line, and he's like 130 bucks. He goes, if I want to see old people, I'll go to the old folks' home. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you know, whatever. I, I'd, but be, I'd be curious. I'm curious how much. Because my, uh, my friend was, like, telling me some obnoxious prices. Um, Kiss, I'm just, to I'm see just Kiss and Madison Quarters. To see Kiss in Madison Square Garden, the tickets were up to a thousand dollars a head. No, no, that's what I was hearing for this. I was hearing it was like, um, I was hearing it was 
super expensive. Like I heard nine hundred bucks for. Uh, oh, tickets are now on sale. Join the queue. I don't want to join the damn queue. I just want to know what your flipping tickets are. Uh, all right. I I I am now curious, but I don't, dude. I don't want to wait in a queue. I just want to see how much they are. Just show me how much. Oh well, I mean they can't show you how much they are. Because, you know, dynamic pricing. Wow, due to demand, ticket availability is limited. All right, dude, I'm not going I'm not gonna have you text me so I can come back and find out. Alright, that's stupid. Um you know, it Aerosmith with the black crows. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I don't wanna know how much they're. Um but yeah, I seriously heard like nine hundred bucks. Like it's I mean, whatever, dude. It's Aerosmith. I'm a big Aerosmith fan, but I don't. Hey, maybe, maybe they pull something out of their ass and they sound good. I cannot imagine Aerosmith sounding good right now. I just can't. I just like a lot of these bands. I don't understand because a lot of these bands that are charging, or and and I guess I know what. I got to be fair. It's not the bands who are charging it. It's the venues and Ticketmaster. Um, oh no! This is lot. about Ticketmaster. Hey, if, yeah. if if Aerosmith wants to charge a thousand bucks, let Aerosmith charge a thousand bucks. I think at this point they deserve it. But you know damn well it ain't Aerosmith. It's 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 Ticketmaster. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, you know, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, it's. I, I don't know. Anymore seeing these bands, it's just not worth it. I mean, at least to me. Look, if this is one of you, if Aerosmith is like your BL end all band, you know, I'm sure that money is no object, whatever. This is the last time that they're going to go on tour. And with Aerosmith, I actually believe it. Not because I trust the band not to go out on tour again, but because I got to be honest with you, they're all like really, really up there in age. Well, like, I, I got to tell you, I was not surprised that this is their last tour. I was surprised that they're going on tour. Well, yeah, I mean, like, and you I'm know, not the being fun. Like, I'm really, I was like, oh, my God, Aerosmith's trying to tour. Like, the like, B-52s have set up a residency in Las Vegas. So, like, yeah, they, okay. they are not touring anymore, but they still are performing live. And I think a band like Aerosmith, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to, just like Billy Joel, once a month, he comes in, plays Madison Square Garden, and goes home. And he lives here, so it's not like he's got to get on a plane. It's not like he, he just literally drives well, into at, the city, plays, and goes home. Look look what Garth Brooks does. He plays a concert every couple of months. Yeah. Garth Brooks doesn't like, I mean, to my knowledge, it's not so much that he tours. He just plays a stadium and then, you know. Well, but a lot of bands now, they're, they're setting up these residencies, you know, like. Oh, yeah. yeah Def they're, they're, finding, they're finding a venue and they're saying, we will play here once a month. People will travel. People will travel. To come see us, you know, people, you know, if you're a tourist destination, we're a draw. We will bring people in. We will put butts in seats. You pay us a guarantee and we'll just come in and play every month. And, and you know, for, for a place like Vegas, it's desirable. It's nice weather. It's, Def Leppard did one recently. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, you do a residency. So you you set up, you play, you know, you could play. You could either set up permanent or semi-permanent. Or play a month, play two months, and then they're not on the road. They're not constantly like getting off on stage. Like, you know, you, you eventually reach a point, I'm sure, where it's like it's not so much that you don't want to go out and play music. It's not so much that you don't want to be on stage. 
It's that you don't want to have to wake up and have no clue where you are anymore. And it's not because you had fun the night before. It's literally because you wake up and you're like, what town are we in? How far did we drive? Well, you know, if, if you... Are we going to be at a truck stop soon so I can take a shower and a crap? You know, like... And, and, and I, you know, clearly Aerosmith is not touring in, you know, 12 bunk buses. But any way you look at it, they're not sleeping in their own bed. There is There is comfort to going home. And any way you look at it, they're out on the road. Yeah, they might be staying in nice hotels. Dude, you you can stay in all the nice hotels you want to. Eventually, you want to not be in a hotel. You know, eventually, you want to have a full bottle of shampoo. It's the dumb... I mean, seriously, it's the dumb stuff. You know, I mean... And, you know, you got people out there, well, I was in... You know, people saying that they were in the Navy. It's like, yeah, I get it, man. Yeah, you did it when you were in the Navy, but you weren't in the Navy for 50 years. Aerosmith's been doing this for over what for like what close to fifty five years probably. That's what I mean. That's you know you eventually that is how I want to see how old is. Steven Tyler got to figure their first album came out like around nineteen seventy right. He's seventy five years old. Steven Tyler is seventy five years old. Like. He, I mean, the guy, well, the fact, you're, you're absolutely so right. The fact that the guy is getting out there and going on a tour at 75, like most 75-year-olds are driving golf carts around Florida. You know what I mean? Like, And, and, and grabbing asses and trying to pretend that it's okay. Yeah. They're drinking their senior coffee and grabbing asses. <laughs> Come on, that's a life. You know, like, like what is, what is there? That, that's, that, isn't that the goal in life, though? Isn't that Joe Perry, all, 72. Oh, man. So, he, so he's drinking senior coffee and grabbing asses, too. <clears throat> it's, but no, man, I, 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 oh, it's weird. I mean, dude, I'm not saying they're not going to be good. Maybe they are. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're not. Well, I'm assuming Steven Tyler is not going to sound so great. Maybe he does. I mean, Steven Tyler, dude, he's a super talented guy. You know, they're just denying though? they're talented guys. You know what's interesting, though? You know, you look at Aerosmith, and they've been around since the 70s. They're still playing their their stuff. But it's going to be interesting to see the longevity of metal bands, like true metal bands, like, you know, Thrash, Death, that kind of stuff. Because the, the you know, the drumming, you know, actually, I mean, all of it is way more physically demanding than... A rock show, and I don't mean like running across the stage. I don't mean like that that kind of stuff. I mean like a drummer playing death metal is a lot more demanding than a four four played by play you know played Aerosmith. Well, I it's, mean, dude, like like play Testament in your seventies. Like it's it's hard to think about playing drums in Testament when you're in your seventies. No, and. You know, like, I mean, Joey Kramer's going to go boom, psh, boom, boom, psh, boom. Didn't I read he's not on it? Isn't something up? I, th- I thought Joey Kramer wasn't on this tour. I have don't no quote idea. me on that. I have no idea. Either way, my point is that it's, you know, it, that's a lot different going boom, psh, boom, boom, psh, boom, going, they going, you know, like oh, Lars, Ulrich, Lars Ulrich said there will eventually be a point where Metallica can't, where Metallica won't tour anymore. 
Not because they don't want to, but because they physically won't be able to play the music anymore. Like there, right. there'll be a. I mean, well, if Lars that was the case, is. Then, I was gonna say if that was the case with Lars, they should have retired. Like, well, but no, Lars. If you watch know. Lars play drums, he's getting there. Like, if you watch him do snare rolls and stuff, he really is like, I can do it. I can do it. You can see the look on his face. Like he's like putting everything he has into it. Um, he's slower. You can tell his arm movement is more like, like, I don't, with it requires more effort. Like when he's hitting his crash symbols, you can tell he's really putting a lot into hitting that crash symbol. He's not just like you know in the in the in the eighties and nineties you'd see him. He's like he's like doing his like making faces and doing you know everything else. You can tell he's really like oh I gotta hit that crash now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe well, and, I'm seeing and, and things Lars that aren't like there. 60. But yeah, I'm saying that. But, Which is but but well, and not only that, but Lars he cheats. Like, he doesn't play the double bass and all the stuff he used to play the double bass. And, uh, yes, he does play some. Um, he was really lazy. Like, after Load, he would just not play any double bass. Like, I, I remember I remember hearing live recordings and seeing them live, and there would be a part in a song that was like, and he'd go, he'd go, like, half speed on the bass drums. Or or instead of doing a, you know, like, like I heard him play Dyer's Eve once before. The part where, you know, the double bass, the dear mother, dear father, or it's like brrr, like that. He was just going, he's just doing a 4-4 during it. Like, and I, whatever. I'm not like teasing him, making, criticizing him, whatever. I'm not, that's not my point in saying all of this is to make fun of Lars. My point in saying all this is there will come a time where these drummers like, you know, George Colias and, and, and they're guys who are going a thousand miles per hour and stuff just will physically not be able to do it. Like, I don't think you're going to see 75-year-old death metal bands. Even Corpse Grinder, even if you want to talk about vocals, I don't think Corpse Grinder will be able to do that at 75. You know, eventually, like, your body just, you know, and the guys who are playing super fast, um, guitars and everything else, it just eventually sets in. Like, even Scott Ian, I remember I was watching a video of him, and he was like, I'm just warming up. He goes, it takes me a lot longer to warm up than it used to because of 40 years of, of abuse on my, on these, you know, arms and our elbows and wrists and stuff. And, you know, you think to yourself, like, a lot of these guys are either going to have to start cheating or they're going to have to just not play this stuff anymore. Like, you get to, you know, like, there's a big difference between the physical. And again, I understand being on stage is a physical thing, you know, especially a stage the size as, as Aerosmith. But just physically being able to play the music versus, you know, wanting to play the music. Like, metal, at least, you know, like, when you start getting into death metal and things like that, it's a physically demanding music. Like, you're not just hitting chords. You're not just strumming. Like, you're going fast, as fast as you can in certain circumstances, up and down the fretboard, you know, tremolo picking and... and you're going to get to the point where your body is just not going to want to hit those 16th notes. You're just going to only be able to squeeze eighth notes out of it, you know? And I, you know, I hope that's not true, but you, you hear it from musicians all the time where they're like, yeah, I used to be able to pick up my guitar and I'd play this riff and I wouldn't even think about it. Now I've got to warm up for 20 minutes before I can even start it or approach it. You know? Yeah. I, I saw uh, Michelangelo Badio was saying that. He's like, I can. He said he can play as fast as he used to be able to. He just can't do it without a without a really intense warm up. You know, it's like, and he, 
that's just what's going to happen. I mean, it's life. It's funny though. It's one thing about music though. How we hold it against them. We really do. We don't expect a an NFL player at 70 years old to play like he did when he was in the NFL. NHL. Like Gretzky will never not be able to not know how to skate, but I'm telling you right now, I don't care how good a shape he's in. Gretzky is not going to skate like he did when he was in his prime. Not going to happen. And I don't care what I don't care who you're talking about. But no one gets upset. <laughs> but man, we we are and it's so funny, like, if you, you know, if you have, I don't, I mean, I think about this all the time. When you read, when you read comments or reviews, they're like, oh, yeah, man, he can't sing anymore. He lost his voice. It's not like it used to be. You, you say it like he's an asshole for it. <laughs> I don't know if I was allowed to say that. But do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, what? Did you hear that? What a dick. He can't sing like he used to. He got older. That's what happens to your vocal cords, man. They don't work as well. Yeah. People's voices naturally d- get deeper as they get older. But, dude, it, I mean, do you ever look at that? Like, like I get it if you're Vince Neil and you're just a fat tub of lard. Like, okay. And I get it if you're Vince Neil and you're not even trying. Big Mac like, 103. He's clearly not he's not taking care of himself. He's clearly not trying. He's not giving the crowd what they paid for. But look at how many vocalists out there are going up on stage and giving everything they have inside them. Like dude, watch Rob Halford up on stage. Dude, that guy that guy is giving it every bit of what he gave it before. His voice is still pretty awesome, but come on, dude. Clearly, in the in his seventies, he's not going to sound like, and he's not going to sing like he did in his thirties. But how, man? It's it's just I, I don't know. I will I will never get over how people that like music will hold it against a vocalist for not being. Oh yeah, he can't hit the high notes anymore. What a dick! <laughs> it's like, dude. Of course he can't at the high note. Who, I don't even care what you're talking about. Of course they can't sound like they did when they were 25. You know? And, dude, look at how many of those guys recorded those albums really young, too. Like, well, like, like, um, no, not, like, like Michael Kiske from Halloween. He did Keeper of the Seven Keys. I think he was 19. Oh, that, it's not only like that, though. They didn't plan. Like, even James Hetfield, from, you know, he's even, like, if you would have told me we'd be playing these songs like four years later, I would have told you you were crazy. Like, a lot of these bands, when they wrote those early... Well, a lot of these bands, when they when they set out to form a band and set out to play, they didn't want to... They didn't... Or not didn't want. They didn't expect to be playing this music in 40 years. Like, they... It, it never even occurred to him. You know, you're 25, you're indestructible. I can downpick, you know, eighth notes at 220 beats per minute. I can I can do all this crazy stuff. 
you don't plan at that point in your life to say, well, why don't I tone it down a little bit because I still want to be able to play this song when I'm 60. You know, like, you don't do that. And that's why a lot of vocalists, as you've pointed out in the past with, with vocalists, and that's why a lot of vocalists, they they a lot of bands will down tune. And then the vocalists can take their voice down a little bit because when they wrote or performed this album, whichever one, they weren't ready for it. So they just kind of said, well, do the singing now. Or you know what I mean? And then, you know, I don't know. They don't, they don't, they didn't plan on having to sing it when they were in their sixties. And not only that, but when you're in your twenties, you don't think about like what happens to your voice in your sixties. You don't think about the fact your voice is not going to be able to go ah when you're 60 years old. You know, I don't know. It's, it's which is why, like, you, you take someone like Alice Cooper, he still sounds really good. Yeah. Because look, his vocals were never, there was never much to him to begin with. So, of course, Alice is still going to sound pretty good. Yeah, well, Alice I, pretty I, much just uses talking voice. Right. I yeah. mean, he, someone and, like and, Alice Cooper is going to still sound. I mean, yes, Alice is taking care of himself. For the last 40 years, he's taking care of himself. Well, that's yes, the thing. That helps. But the rest is he was never doing anything that was hard for him to reach for. It's again, like people give Jeff Tate a hard time. It's like, dude, you realize the guy is a natural baritone. Do you honestly think Jeff Tate in 2023 could sing what Jeff Tate in 1983 did? And I'm not well, I'm not even defending Jeff Tate. I'm saying, dude, come on. There there's no way in hell that guy could do that. I don't well, care who just, he is. You just don't think about that kind of stuff. Like it's it's not even on your radar when you're a kid. You just sort of like, I want to show them what I can do. And and that's you know what? I'm not saying the band shouldn't do that. That is the right attitude because that may be broke. your only album. Like a lot of these bands, like I said, Metallica didn't plan on being the biggest band in the world. They wanted to be, but it wasn't like they were like, well, let's kind of make our stuff a little bit more easy to play. So when we're 65 years old playing in a stadium, you know, we won't have to cheat or we won't have to stress well, our bodies. Yeah. Even but James, those bands wouldn't have. Yeah. But you know, Metallica wouldn't have been Metallica if they didn't push themselves. If yeah, they, if but they I would mean, have held even, back in the eighties, they wouldn't become what they were. And that's what the same as go with everybody. Even James though, like he fixed he fixed his vocals. If I remember right, he blew his vocals out and he yeah, had he to change. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so like, you know, that's the other thing. He blew his vocals out and he had to change. He had to figure out how to sing. So now he he's sixty five and he can sing these songs. He's not up there like rasping and he doesn't like so it's well, and that's the other thing people like, criticize you know, I'll, I'll him when, when 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 he when he started singing instead of yelling people criticized him they're like oh he's selling out and everything else but they didn't you know you don't you don't stop and think well actually he's ensuring his future for the next like dec a few decades that he's not going to blow his voice out every time he goes to play because the same person who's like oh he sold out is going to be the same person who's pissed because their show got canceled because James can't like sing. Well, you know, and I'll go back to the, the the Jeff Tate thing. When Jeff Tate was twenty, whatever, I'm making that up. You're right, not you, but he should have tried to sing in a way 
that he would be able to do it later in his career. But had he done that, I would not be talking about Jeff Tate right now because no one would know who he is. Right. Jeff Tate is Jeff Tate because of what Jeff Tate pushed himself to do. Right. When you're a kid, sometimes is in the world of it's really hard to sing. Queensryche in the I mean in 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 metal that is actually singing. Queensryche's got to be one of the toughest to try to do because it's not just high notes; it's all of them. It's low and high and everywhere in between, and it's just kind of all over the place. It's. But had Jeff Tate not done that, he we'd be talking. We wouldn't be talking about. It. He wouldn't be this legendary vocalist. He wouldn't be. So. Well, I mean. Again, though, look at athletes. Well, if you had that, had, had they not pushed themselves so hard, they wouldn't have. Yeah, but had they not pushed themselves so hard, they wouldn't have either. Whatever the, you know, they wouldn't be there to do it. They wouldn't. So I don't. It's weird. Um, I mean, on the other hand, you, I guess you could make the case that's like, well, yeah, but if they're not up to a hundred percent, maybe they shouldn't tour. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, I need the band to not be Vince Neil. <laughs> Big Mac 103. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's tough because, you know, you have to balance it out. And again, no band. All the bands hope that they're going to be playing Madison Square Garden for, you know, 75 bucks a head. But none of, you know, not a lot of bands plan for it, you know? Like, not a lot of bands say, I'm going to, you know, well, and, and, and it's just like, you know, it's even getting a, a, a signed band, like getting into a signed band or creating one is harder. Um, I was going to say it's... Harder to prepare, I guess, mentally. Because, like, with sports, like, when you're drafted, you know you're going to get drafted. You know the date that they're going to tell you. With a band, they don't, like, you get signed. You hope you get signed. But even after you get signed, like, you you got to you gotta kind of perform. And I think that's what a lot of those bands are in a position of. They're like, they're like they have to put their everything into it. And... And I'm not saying that's the wrong thing, but it's just, I don't know. It's, I, it's going to be interesting is there's reason, really the reason I brought this whole thing up. It's going to be interesting to see what the longevity of a band is, especially in like death metal. Like is Randy Bly going to be able to for, for the next 20 years is Corey Taylor going to be able to go, I'm getting madder. I'm getting madder. I'm getting madder. I'm getting madder. You know, like, is he going to be able to do that crap in, well, like, in like, another The, the real years? question is, how long is his mom not going to get him? Well, I mean, she just refuses to budge, man. You know, it's, his mom just does not get him. Well, and that, that's the other thing, too, though, as... I mean, we've talked about this also. You know, as, times go, as time goes on, extreme music is more extreme than the last extreme music. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean like, in the late night, Yeah, okay, ex- Slipknot was pretty extreme 20 years ago, but... Compare them to what's that? The band with the stupid haircut and the vaping. Um, uh, the dude, Lorna the vaping, Shore. La- Lorna Shore. 
I mean, ar arguably, when they're extreme, they're even more so. Like, if, if it's got to be hard for Slipknot to do it, imagine a band like that. Like, it's... Well, we were just talking about um, cattle decapitation. Do that when you're 70. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> It Tell is the drummer be really to play funny. that when he's 70. It is going to be really funny, though, in the retirement home saying, Joey, can you put on my Cannibal Corpse album? <laughs> Which one? It's the one with the boobs on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know Jim Brewer was talking about that, but, you know, I got to tell you, though, speaking of, like, and I know I'm an old man. Dude, it is really weird. Like, when I talk about listening to, like, metal like, what I'm thinking of is, like, heavy stuff. And, and, like, people talk about it like it's old man music now. You know? Like, like Pantera is, like, old man music. Megadeth is, like, old man music. I'm like, dude, I, it's so weird to me to think of that as, like, as literally, like, old man music or dad metal. It's like, why? What? It's, it, dude, it's heavy. But, again, I mean, how many times have we talked about the evolution of heavy? The evolution yeah. of heavy is the evolution of extreme. The, where are you the, gonna the go? It's like where are you gonna go? Yeah, none more black. Where are you gonna go from here? The answer is none, nowhere. None more black. Well, I mean, hell, look at Metallica. Black album came out. Metallica was touring. Like, dude. Yeah, maybe Metallica. Um. Maybe. Metallica wasn't with the Black Album what they were for Master of Puppets, but dude, Black Album Metallica going on tour <clears throat> was one of the heaviest things there was. And come on, dude, Metallica's touring for the Black Album was super heavy. It was definitely heavy metal. It was definitely loud. It was definitely heavy. And by today's standards, like it's just not and it, it's it's so funny how that how that evolves over time i mean i mean i i know there's the old joke that acd's you know put the same album out all the times and blah 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 but i mean i guess we don't well and we've also talked too about how like we struggle with whether a band we, we want them to do the same thing or we want them to change but i think i think the, a bigger question is do we want do we want metal to because i will tell you that i'm guilty of this i'm guilty of metal of wanting metal to not change like i'm guilty of wanting metal to still be dio or priest or iron maiden or metallica or megadeth like, I know I'm guilty if that's what metal is to me, and that's what I think metal should be forever. Yeah, I'm, I can't say I agree. Like, I and will say, say that... I'm, I'm not saying there aren't exceptions. What I'm saying was, in general, I want... I don't want metal to be Lorna Shore. I want metal to be, you know, whatever. Countdown to Extinction. Well, I I mean, I will say and that... I'm not, just making fun, I'm not making fun of Lorna Shore... I will make fun of the fact that the dude has terrible hair and he vapes because I'm sorry if you vape and especially if you pose for photos 
if you pose for selfies while vaping, in other words, you're trying to be like, look at me vape. I'm cool. Like, I mean, dude, Phil Campbell was like going to town, like really, <laughs> really trying to suck off a cigarette. It's like, dude, is I, I want to see the photo shoot for that. No, Phil, you don't understand. You've really got to smoke that cigarette. You've, you've got to you've, you've got to smoke that cigarette like your life depended on it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, dude, you you gotta suck that cigarette like you're trying to save money on rent. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but the dude from Lauren Short, <laughs> you you've got to You've got to go off on you. You've got to treat that. You've got to proposition that cigarette like you're propositioning Duff at the bar in oh, Vegas. <laughs> but I mean, the dude from Lauren Short, he was doing that with it. He was like, "Oh, look at me, I vape." It's like, "Oh yeah, dude, you're so cool." Um. I, I, seriously, I was not going to make fun of them. I saw the dude with the pink hair vaping. I was like, all right, floodgates are opened. You're vaping. I'm calling you out on it. They're probably a great band. It will never matter. Nothing Lorna Shore does will ever matter because hashtag vaping. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, he probably, and I say that because he probably has posted a picture of himself on Instagram. This is hashtag vape. <laughs> What a douche. Um, he's probably he might even be a nice guy. I don't know. Though I will tell you, he's a Melissa Cross. He's a Melissa Cross guy. I found that out the other day that the vocalist for Lorna Shore is has studied under Melissa Cross. Melissa Cross is who very famously taught Angela Glasgow um, in uh, 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 Arch Enemy. Very famously taught Randy Bly, um, Jack Black, actually. Um, Melissa Cross is the person who does the, 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 the Zen of screaming. She's that heavy metal vocalist, uh, vocal coach that taught a lot of metal vocalists how to scream without messing their voice up. And the, the, the Lorna Shore dude is one of them. Why do I point this out? If he does it, the, if he keeps doing what Melissa Cross taught him, he probably can do those vocals when he's 70. It depends. I know that sounds silly, but the Melissa Cross techniques, that's how you learn how to – that's how Randy Bly can learn how to scream at barely a whisper. Randy is so quiet, it's not even funny. His, his, his death metal vocals are quieter than his speaking voice. Yep. I mean, they're really quiet. I watched a video with him and Melissa Cross where he was doing he was doing like um he was like doing jumping jacks or something while he was and it, it's 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 yeah I mean cuz that's how that's what he teaches how to do. And hey man, I mean if if the if if he'll stop vaping long enough to show, you know, that he can sing. I mean, so dude, maybe the guy on Lorna Shore can can stick this out for for decades. Because he's taking care of his voice. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But I don't know where I was going with this other than the fact that vaping is dumb. <laughs> Not only is it dumb, it looks stupid. I mean, I guess smoking cigarettes looks stupid, too. I mean, it all looks stupid. You know, Hey, Phil, you look like a putz. Oh, I can't, you know. You know? <laughs> I know, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> if someone hits me against the boards, I'm going to piss myself. Oh, man. Dude, it's been a week, man. I'm telling you. This, it, it, it has been, 
it just it's straight up in a week. I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how to get in to the rest of this weekend. I am so blatantly just like I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it it it's 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 wacky. It's straight up wacky. Um wacky to anyway, wa- <laughs> the devil's lettuce. Um Dude, no, but I don't want to smoke marijuana. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, it's uh it's going to be interesting and you know, well, going back to the way this all started was, you know, Aerosmith like it's amazing the fact Steven Tyler is going to be up there at 75 years old, still going, you know, Doo! well, he's probably not going to be doing that song. Doing se- at 75 years old, still doing Loving in Elevator. Leaving it. Or, you know, you know what I hope he'll do, though? I'm back in the saddle again. I'm back. I love that song. That's the best song ever. Like the vo- I remember the first time I heard the vocals, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> just because I'm back in the saddle again. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Dude, come on, it's the best song ever. It's I always love the bass line too. Don't do do don't do 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 don't. <laughs> Man, speaking of baselines, dude, I was listening to ACDC the other day. I messaged you, I messaged you the other day. I was listening to ACDC the other day going, "Man, everybody talks about all the, you know, how the drums are all 4/4s and the guitars are all 3 chords. Man, I swear to god, the bass in ACDC is straight up genius." I love I, and the, I, that- I know I mean just because it's I say it's genius because I know it's simple. But when something is done right, it's when if you changed one note, if you changed one note, it wouldn't work anymore. Cliff, that's uh, how you know the bass in ACDC is so cool. Cliff's funny because I remember, if I remember right, he did an interview one time where he said, "Like, well, they're like, well, what's your favorite song to play?" And he named the song, and I can't remember which one it was. And he goes, "Because I don't have to use my left hand." Yeah, yeah, I thought it was riff raff, but I really don't remember. Um, God, well, I wanted to say it was riff raff or like God, what Down City Blues? It was one of those. Um, but yeah, he was like, "Dude, I don't have to use my left hand." Fair awesome. Enough. Yeah, but man, I'm telling you, you listen to it, and it's like change a note; it doesn't work. Like oh, I was listening not. to, um, God, what song was I listening to the other day? Um, mm, I gotta look. I can tell you. I was listening to. Hell, yeah, it was hell in a bad place to be. Hell in a that. bad place to be. And like. It's like the girls fact got that the rhythm. bass just keeps yeah the fact well yeah the fact that the bass yeah I, by the way I, I mess I messaged Rex earlier I was like you know what I need I need a girl with backseat rhythm girls got rhythm girls got rhythm you know what I got to tell you do I don't know what is a shame it is a shame that our listeners that haven't been around for a while 
aren't aware of the fact that I eat ass. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they should know that, but okay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, when we were talking about like, there are there are things I need. I need a shirt for for Vakin that just says I eat ass. Like I need it. <laughs> I would pay to see that. I, I I will totally get one. I would totally get one. <laughs> My only problem with that is I is I would be afraid it wouldn't translate properly, and someone would take it as like I do something other than what I'm talking about. Um, next thing you know, like I'm in Germany and you know, some dude's like stroking my back. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> are you um, ready? Here it comes. You, <laughs> you know, some dude walks up to me with a ball gag and it's like, no, no, sorry. That's not the kind Here of ass I was talking about. <laughs> Here it comes. Here oh, it comes, y'all. You could at least oh, you could, uh, look at my package. <laughs> oh my God, look at my package. That movie is so bad, except for that. That part—that's the only part in the whole movie worth watching. I did twenty-eight days. It is not twenty-eight days later. Twenty-eight days with Sandra Bullock. It's such a terrible movie, except for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Look at my package. That's some good stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I swear to God. I, I I really do. I really do. I really just want to go to Vodka and have a shirt that says "I eat ass." <laughs> That'd be awesome. There's a couple other ones. Uh, you know, there's a couple other ones that we were talking about me wearing, but I really do. I think, um, I think I eat ass. Really, just kind of think it sums it all up. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a nice uh, bookend on that. <laughs> oh God. Oh man, that's and funny. by bookend you mean F books, you know? Cause. Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. So I, I, I recently bought. Uh, um, I wanted, I wanted to share this with you. So I recently bought a copy of a comic book called Evil Ernie Number One. Um, it's been uh, on my list to get for since I was a teenager, um, but. But anyways, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say this because it was funny. So, I got the first issue, and I kind of wanted to get the second issue because the second issue is important too. And you know, the rest of the miniseries from that point on is just standard. But the reason I bring this up is twofold. First of all, um, I I was looking for this issue, and I'm going through all these different sources, <laughs> and, I, and I was reading a review from this one seller. <laughs> And it was like, it was like, I love this seller. It's my go-to source for vintage adult magazines. <laughs> I will be a returning customer. And I screen capped it and sent it to Duff. And I said, you know, that was really nice of you to send or leave this person a review. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and I even told you, I was like, dude, I would have said stroke books at least. Like, come on, dude. Adult magazines, stroke books. We all know, you know, dude. I don't. I don't disrespect porn by calling it adult material. <laughs> F books. It's like that's not no, a sex toy. But, it's a jelly dong. Just call it what it is. So <laughs> I, I bring. I bring up. I bring up the evil. <laughs> I bring up the evil or any comic books because 
I I had remembered this from a long time ago. So these books were big in the nineties. Like the the character first came out in nineteen ninety one. And I know this is not a comic book podcast. I swear I'm bringing it back to metal here in a second. Um, but in, I sent you a screen. I sent you a picture because I was like flipping through a couple of the later issues. And the coolest thing about it was that in the back of every issue, the creator of the comic, the creator and writer of the comic book, Brian Polito, would always have a section, and it was always music to listen to Evil Ernie by. And he would list metal bands like he would. And, and it wasn't like, you know, corn and like that stuff. He would literally like put metal church overkill, like that kind of stuff. And like tell you, like, listen to this album while you listen or while, while you're reading these comic books. And it was just cool because I, I got a couple new back issues. So I was going through like looking at the recommendations and it's kind of neat to see some of those, you know, 30 years later. Um yeah, so I, I mean, it's uh, it's cool. It's cool. Like you know, th- those comic books are really neat. I was thinking about doing some stuff on YouTube talking about them because there's a lot of heavy metal references in those comic books, and it's really funny. Like they'll put in the background like members of bands. Like there's this one where Rob Zombie's like in a panel somewhere, um, and uh, there there's like sometimes like the things the characters say are song lyrics, and you wouldn't know it unless you like you're reading it and you're like, man. I know that lyric, and you think about it for a second, and you're like, oh, that's that song. And it's, I don't know, it's really cool. And it's not cheesy, like, it's not done, like, forced, where, you know, they, they say, like, you know, you're a master of puppets, man. Like, it's actually, like, makes sense, you know? So it's it's kind of cool. But uh, I, I was, like, I was flipping like, through hey, those. No, seriously, watch the children pray, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, seriously, that metal church. you're about to watch the children pray, man. No, like, it's, it's, it's really cool, but... Uh, so I, you know, well, I, I was it was neat to get some of those back issues and fill in some of my my well, my uh, missing issues and uh, you know, like I said, open those up and see those recommendations. And I miss when when I don't know, like I I shouldn't say like I, again, this isn't a comic book podcast, but you know, it was funny because I was reading about the the collapse of like that that eventually the 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 company that printed those comic books, it was owned by the creator, collapsed. Um, and the characters were sold off except for one. Um, and they, they completely lost all their roots now. And it's just kind of, you know, cause they, I was reading and part of the reason why they cited the comic, you know, the character collapse, like in the nineties, it was real easy to sell like, you know, a heavy metal book or, you know, a horror, heavy metal horror book. But they said after the, you know, in the, in the two thousands and stuff, it's just, that stuff didn't come off the same way. So it's kind of sad to think that metal wasn't uh um metal wasn't as i don't know like you know prevalent after that and i i don't know it was just kind of neat like i said well, i i i, I mean, wanted can, to can do some imagine, oh go ahead i was gonna say like like okay use lorna shore as an example like when they're not so busy vaping. <laughs> it's, about, it's, it's about a zombie that vapes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know i'm gonna eat your brains and vape because vaping's cool kids um I'm gonna eat your brains but, and have this toasted marshmallow vape. But I mean, could you imagine though, like a new comic comes out, and like the the main character is a crazy zombie, and in the comic they 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 recommend which Lorna Shore album. That's not gonna happen now. You know, I mean that's I the equivalent, right? A band like that would have been what Metal Church was. Um, I just don't see it happening. But it's funny because in the back of the book, they, they they didn't recommend the new metal church. They recommended the first album. 
they didn't recommend the new overkill. They recommended like under the influence. You know what I mean? Like, well, the new at the time, you know? Right, right, right. right so, right. I mean, I don't know. It was just that was something that always stood out to me because, you know, when you when you when you when you're reading comic books and you're a metalhead and stuff like that, you know, you see some of that stuff and you can relate to some of it. But to see one that's so blatantly catering and and again, it wasn't catering to like the corn and the, and the, and the, the, well, it slipknot and that kind of stuff. It was catering to like the, you know, for lack of a better term, true metal, you know, whatever. I, and I'm not crapping on corn. I'm not crapping on slipknot, but that type of metal, the, the stuff you think of from the eighties, um, man, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I, I know, I know where we might, we might make this shorter episode because Duff and I both had really, really rough weeks. I am completely and utterly exhausted and out of gas, but I just wanted to mention one more thing. So I went vinyl shopping the other day, and uh, one of the one of my favorite record stores got some got some metal in. You know, not not anything crazy, like not anything. But I did find a couple. Uh, I did find a couple gems. But there's this one band called Witch, and I read about them because I was like, oh, I gotta check these guys out. Why? Because there's a there's a dude standing in a fishnet suit. Like, and I don't mean like a suit, but I mean like a head-to-toe fishnets and just a belt uh, standing in front of, like, you know, with his band members in a jungle. And I think said to myself, I got to listen to this because it's got to be, it's got to be like so 80s or something funny. And it did not disappoint. And I guess the drummer in this band, which some of you may know, may know the band. I was not familiar with this band before I put, you know, before I picked up this EP. It was their first EP I grabbed. And, um... The drummer, I guess, dated Alita Ford and everything, and they were supposed to be like the next big thing, and then they never blew up or whatever. But I'm just looking at this album cover thinking to myself, these dudes are wearing like spandex and cowboy boots and have super teased hair and lipstick, and they're standing in the middle of a jungle, and people would buy this thinking to themselves, huh, makes sense. (laughs) You know, like, I, I just had one of those epiphany moments where I'm like, this album cover is just completely and utterly ridiculous but you know it made but you know somebody picked it. I picked it up because of the album cover, so you know it worked. But I'm thinking I, I like broke it down into its components for a minute. I'm thinking to myself, this guy's wearing a fishnet suit, and I'm like, this is hilarious. I gotta check this out. And it sold and it sold me the record. Um so I was just kind of laughing for a minute. I'm like, man, the eighties were wild. <laughs> like like uh what like uh look 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 what the cat dragged in <laughs> or oh yeah but dude come on look at the cat dragged in is not that bad when you put it next to night songs night songs or cold lake <laughs> cold well, lake is worse than all of them cold lake the 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 one dude is how you would have dressed in the 80s the the pants completely unzipped and nothing but oh, a pair man. of suspenders on. <laughs> between him and jeff labar and, and cinderella's night songs which i will maintain as an amazing record and really heavy um uh <coughs> sorry excuse me it dude i'm sorry but the, the title track to night songs is heavy I'm aware I use the word heavy, and we've talked about it a million times. It is a relative term. Play the title track to Night Songs. It's a heavy song. It it really is. Like, you think of, you don't think of Cinderella in the word heavy, but it really is. The song Somebody Save Me actually has a pretty heavy main riff. 
Well, I mean, they're well because they're a bluesy band, and I mean, yeah, man. There's some, there's some, there's some heaviness. There's some chunk there, man. I mean, really sure, is. they were all wearing pink cowboy boots, but that the I always love the the music video for the "Somebody Save Me." It's the one where the two twins are walking in wearing the weird dresses, and they're in the recording studio. And at the end of the video, they walk out of the recording studio and the twins are like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's them. And they run past Cinderella and start and you find out Bon Jovi was standing behind them. <laughs> so funny. God, oh, that so was funny. that was funny. Back 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 in the days when Bon Jovi would do a um, would do a Sam Kinison music video. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, was, uh, Motley Crue did one. Uh, Sam Kinison. Do you. Uh, do you, do you want them to make another music video? Kennison. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I don't mean to get sad and nostalgic here, but I got to tell you, I, and this is, it's funny. You and I, Duff and I didn't grow up in the 80s. What do I mean by that? We were alive. I was alive through all of the 80s. I missed 1980. The rest of the decade, I was alive, at least in the decade, right? So I remember the 80s. Like, I have very vivid uh, memories of MTV during the 80s because my, my parents would have it on in the house. Like, that's really all the, the only TV that was on in my house all summer, you know, all summer and after school and everything was MTV. At night, we'd watch the sitcoms. But um, I, I get nostalgic for that, you know, because, so, you know, you and I were not teenagers. Like, you and I weren't going to, like, you know, see the mass, you know, see Ozzy in 1986. Um, you know, or, 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 and I wasn't doing the things that Steel Panther talk about in 1987. Yeah, because man, whew, I don't think I'd be talking to you right now because you'd be in a you'd be locked up in a government facility somewhere where they'd be studying you. Because well, dude, I'd be doing I'd be doing lines of blow off a of hose. You know, I I would literally be like, hey, bend over. I would smack her ass, and then I would do a line of blow off you, of it. You'd be doing rails, man. You'd be like. Yes, I, I, I would. I would take a bump and smack her on the ass and say that <laughs> that's enough. And you just say run along, <laughs> run along. Next, no, but seriously, man. Um, you know, it's just funny. I get nostalgic sometimes for for that era. Yeah, and I know like that song, nineteen eighty seven, like nailed it. Um, you know, the nineties just weren't the same because metal and rock and everything. It, it, I, you know, some people may say it kind of went back underground. I mean, it definitely changed. Meaning, you know, the the bands that were big, I I don't know. Like, uh, it's just I I I miss, I miss that. I miss that. Like, I don't miss rock being mainstream. That's not what I'm saying. I just miss their like, I don't know. I don't know what's what's missing. Something is definitely missing. You know what I mean? Maybe it's the maybe it's the way the music is made now, where it's a little bit more formulaic. I mean, I I I mean, look, I know glam metal was formulaic, but I'm saying, maybe you know what I think it might be. There hasn't been a huge like shift in a long time. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah gent and everything. That's just another flavor of death metal. There hasn't been. I think new metal was probably the last time that there was like a, a shakeup. You know um, what I mean? And, yeah, probably. I mean the and and the, and that shakeup. 
I don't I don't want to say it sucked because I don't want to insult people. And that shakeup was just like kind of it died. It died almost as fast as it started. Well, oh man, yeah. Well, new metal came and go real fast. I mean, glam kind of came and went, but it took longer. But by the late nineties, when new metal came and went, we had the internet and things were moving by a little faster. I mean, had had glam come around with the internet, you know, it would have died a lot faster. Beavis and Butthead would have destroyed Kip Winger years before they did. <laughs> you know what I mean. But well, it's interesting to think about that though. Um, how has there? And I know somebody's going to come at us and say, "Well, what about this? What about that? What about this?" And again, I'm not an encyclopedia. Uh, I am not. Um, I am. I'm a fan of of loud rock and heavy metal. I am not sitting here pretending to be an expert. But you know, the like, I I think you know because they had glam and thrash going on. Then you had the Pantera like groove metal sound. The new wave of American metal, I guess, you know, with Slipknot and stuff like that, which kind of came out almost the same time as new metal. And, you know, the new wave of American metal with Lamb of God and Slipknot and stuff like that. And some people consider Slipknot new metal, which whatever. I'm not going to argue that. I I don't I don't like getting into the sub sub genre debates. But point being, that's the last real shakeup because Gent you can say Gent was like, oh yeah, well that's a huge movement. Everybody's playing eight string guitars, yeah, but, Meshuga. Yeah, but, but, but it was Meshuga never was like twenty some odd years ago too. Well, but yeah, you're right. But it's not only that, but it's like it wasn't a shakeup across the whole genre. It just was another branch. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, yeah. New metal really was a yeah. I mean, since thrash metal, yeah, probably. I mean, maybe death, death metal. metal. I'd say yeah, since I death was like, metal, you'd, you'd have like, um. Um. Uh, it, maybe. I mean, it's crazy. Um. So I, I, mean, I mean, maybe really, maybe that's kind of like what I'm nostalgic for is, you know, and, and not only that, but there was so many different types of metal. Like you could listen to a poppy song like "Somebody Save Me" by Cinderella, or you could listen to, you know. Screaming bloody gore by death, and they would be sitting side by side. Now there is no, you know, like there's no poppy metal now. And I'm not saying, oh, I want some poppy metal, but I don't know. Like some of that stuff was fun. You know what I mean? Like I, I think part of the reason why I like Steel Panther so much. Yes, they're hilarious, but they're also just fun. Like sometimes you don't want to listen to I'm going to rip your eyeballs out and eat your brain. Sometimes you want to listen to a song that's just about having fun. Well, dude, it's why it's why I'm glad that bands like Alestorm are around. Yeah. It's why I'm glad bands like Steel Panther are around. Municipal Waste. Municipal Waste. Dude, and let, let's not even Yeah, okay, so there's those. But let's also talk about a band like Sabaton. I get it. Sabaton songs might be about World War One, but how could you listen to Sabaton and not be happy? That is the most like upbeat, <laughs> heavy music you could find. It's seriously upbeat, and you're super happy when you listen to it. There are, I mean, and there's other bands like Sabaton. They're just a really big example of one. 
Um, but I mean, like, if you look back, if you look back at the glam, glam and stuff like that, it was, it was, um, you know, look, I will say this. I'm a huge fan of death metal. I, I always say this on the show. Death and thrash are my home. I like to go on vacation, though. I don't care. I love myself sometimes a good power ballad. Because, again, it's cheesy. It's fun. Like, Ted Nugent kicking down the screen door in the damn Yankees high enough video and standing on the porch while he's being shot at is hilarious. But, it, it you know, it was... It was both cool and it was so over the top. You you couldn't help but love it, but it was also hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of stuff I miss. And, you, you know, you're right. Like, there's municipal waste. and But even there, they're still hard-edged. You know what I mean? Like, there was... Glam was kind of... And, and I, again, I'm not sitting here saying glam metal needs to come back. That's not what I'm saying. I, I mean, it kind of never left because it, it kind of resurged in the 90s and then kind of is hanging on by its fingernails ever since. But... I don't know. It, there was something about that period in the 80s where you could go see a Metallica show. You could go see Possessed. You could go see Death. But then you could also go see like Poison or Motley Crue or Cinderella. And I don't know. It was it was just a different different feel. Like I kind of I don't know. It was just I, it just seemed neat. You know what I mean? Like I, and maybe maybe people are going to make fun of me like, oh, you like the puppy metal. And blah, blah. I don't care. You know, I like if it's got a great guitar riff. I'll listen to it. I don't care if it's a pop song. I don't care if it's a, a death metal song. You know, if it's got a great guitar riff, I'll check it out. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I went kind of down on a tangent here, but that's that's what we do on this show, right? Um, <laughs> Pretty much all we do on this show. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we don't that's really why do people anything. Like we don't us. do anything. What do you do on your show? Nothing. Well, do you, it was funny. Somebody, one of our one of our listeners, posted a meme, and it was like people who listen to podcasts um, enjoy listening to people talk for two and a half hours about nothing, <laughs> like or something like that. It was hilarious. <laughs> well, that's exactly what we do. Uh, well, yeah, we but talk, I mean, it's not that we don't talk about nothing. We just talk about lots of somethings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and all I don't of know. them are pointless. I mean, yeah, well, hey, you know what? You don't want to listen, don't listen. And we always said we would do the show if one person was listening or one million people were listening. So, could you imagine listening to a podcast that was like factual? You know what I mean? That was like dry uh, and factual. It's just uh, why I've done it, and generally speaking, I'll listen for an long. episode or two. And like, you know, I you know I could understand if it's like a true crime like podcast or something where they're going through the case and, you know, like talking about like, I can understand that, but even that to me, I don't know, would get old real quick. Um, I, I don't know, but it's, uh, I tell you what, man, you, you want to, <laughs> I don't know. The eighties were, the eighties were cool. It, it's like I said, it's funny. Cause I wasn't even like around in the prime of the eighties. I just remember being, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I started going back to concerts again and I love the camaraderie of like going to a concert and just talking to a random person next to you. I was at the comic book shop actually. And some I heard some guy talking about Pantera and he was he was asking like some one of the co one of the workers there or something like that, "Hey, are you going to see Metallica? You know, is Pantera?" And I started talking to him. And the dude like we just stood there in the comic book shop talking about Florida death metal. Like Tampa Bay, Florida, you know, Tampa, Tampa death metal for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Like, I just love those like random interactions. You know what I mean? 
No, I, I, it's, it's, God, and I just had one of these. I just had one of these the other day. God, I, don't, I do not remember what we were talking about, but it was the same kind of thing. Like, it was the exact same kind of thing. And I know I agree with you, man. Um, but I do, maybe, I do. Maybe I, I miss, maybe it was like metal was more popular. And, and again, metal was never, well, metal at one point was the top tier. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, we're, we're so, we're so few now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There needs to be more metalheads around because I, I don't think there's like I think there's like one in my town who I'm buddies with and that's about it. Yeah, it's I don't know, man. It's 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 a sad world. Um, well, anyway, hey, um, yeah. you know, hey, we, we we both said we're both super tired, and I know uh, this is a short episode, and normally we don't do episodes this short, but dude, I am I am straight up. I, I know I eat ass, but I'm also straight up dragon ass tonight. Um, so if if the episode. <laughs> If the episode is totally is totally dragging ass tonight, it's my fault. I'm very tired, and I'm just completely worn out. And full, so, full we- disclosure, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. I will fully disclose. Up until the last, me- and I think the reason why I was meandering through the last 20 minutes, I actually dozed off at one point. Oh, in good. The show. I, I literally dozed off. That's how tired I am. <laughs> I was one of those moments where I woke up and you were still talking and I'm like, well, thank God I was like, <laughs> I was like, it would have been like in high school. You asked me a question. So what do you think about that, Rex? It's <laughs> 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 oh, funny. Anyways. Awesome. Anyway, so uh, seriously, though, um, thanks for listening. I know this has been a, a short episode probably a horrible one um and if that's the case we will try to do better next time we'll probably fail but this show really sucks um you know so it's okay but no seriously thank you very much for listening um it's been a lot of fun i have a lot more drinking to do i i've had a rough week um my my goal is to hopefully wake up in the morning and take a shower and not have someone walk in on it um, and if they're going to walk in, could they at least stay for a little while? You know, like, it's, it, that's the weird part. Like, if you're going to walk in while I'm, like, totally dangling, could you, like, at least hang out, strike up a conversation? <laughs> you know? Or, like, 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 talk to me like you're not even, like, talk to, just talk to me like, oh, hey, what's running? Do you, do you need more shampoo? So, like, pretend you don't I even get, notice. I got a question for you. Yeah. Would it have been more awkward? Is what happened more awkward than if they would have walked in and acted like nothing was? <laughs> like, what would have been more awkward? I will be like honest. If they with just you. Wa- oh, excuse me, sir. I'm just here to- and started literally changing the sheets as you're standing there, like as you're standing, Hampton. <laughs> I, I will tell you this right now. Had had that been what happened, that's exactly how I would have reacted too. I wouldn't have said like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like cock flopping. Like I wouldn't have cared. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I'm terribly sorry. Like I, I, I'm seriously like, you know, I'm st- I'm standing there, I'm standing there flopping around. Hey, how are you? Oh, cool, man. Oh yeah, I'll sign for that. You know, like whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't have batted an eye. You, you, you know? you're the kind of guy that would answer the door shirt cocking. <laughs> now, I mean, if I was humping, I would just be offended if someone didn't join. You know. <laughs> But like either 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 join or buy a ticket. <laughs> you got two choices here. <laughs> you got two choices. Hey, you, maybe, you know what? Off? Maybe maybe she was just scared because you've got an armadillo. 
We've got armadillos in our trousers. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have any trousers on at the time. Um, oh, man. Let's just be fair. Let's be fair. It's time for us to get out of here. Um, got to make like a tree and get out of here. And I've and I've got to and I got to remind you, just as a PSA, <laughs> just as a PSA, I'm trying to do everyone a favor. You gotta wash your ass. Just for anybody who wanted me to say that or hasn't remembered, you gotta wash your ass. Anyway, um, so Ew. we're gonna get out of here. I got, I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna drink so much tonight. Uh, Rex is gonna. I'm, pass a, I'm out. probably gonna, I'm drink gonna drink so much tomorrow because I'm gonna sleep in. Till about eleven o'clock, go skateboarding. Tomorrow's free comic book day, uh, so if you're hearing the comic, well, it'll be too late by the time you you hear this. But I'm gonna go get some comic books. Then, <laughs> oh man, tomorrow's gonna be a rager, man. It's gonna be intensity, <laughs> intensity, live at Budokan. Oh man, it's gonna be awesome. Anyway, so we want to thank you very much for listening. Go to our Facebook page. Go to our Instagram. At the heavy metal hangover, uh, let us know. Uh, we're always using, uh, we're always looking for good things to talk about. A new record. We are going to get back into the normal swing of things next week. We might do another one of the heavy metal challenges or whatever the hell we called it, where we give each other a record. We might, uh, we might do a listener pick. How we might even have our own picks next week. I don't know. It, 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 you know, the, the world's a twisted place. We have no idea what's going to happen this week, other than. Screw I'm going to go to sleep. Time, I'm going to drink some more, and then I'm going to go to sleep. So, anyway, I want to thank you very much for listening. My name is Duff. I think my name is Rex. I really ah. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> no one's listening anyway. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. We will see you again next week on another episode of the Heavy Metal Handover. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. With your beer-guzzling, head-banging hosts, Rex and Duff.